This is Jim, and welcome to Second Chance Moped Podcast. And welcome everybody to another week of Second Chance Moped Podcast. Um, yeah. So this week is just weird. I it was weird because like I worked a whole bunch last week. I came, I got off Saturday. I went out in my garage and worked on that motorbicane I've been telling everybody about for a fucking year now. Um, got everything, got the car pulled off, waiting for the Shaw, doing the fifteen fifteen Shaw, uh, just because it will be easier for everybody to tune later on when you can actually ride. <laughs> I see it shaking. Um, uh, compared to a Gutner carburetor on a motorbicane, yeah, it's fucking easier to tune. <laughs> oh, I have thoughts. Oh man, it's, it's starting like in Ohio. Mopeds are just so everywhere. It's starting to be where I, if I find a motorbike, it already has a Shaw on it. Nice. So like it, from the wild, it's starting to come that. That's way. awesome. You know what I can do? We'll just have you roll in. Why don't you introduce yourself? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Cut no, off. dude. Um, fuck it. I don't care. That's... <laughs> uh, I'm Michael Vinings. I'm from Dayton, Ohio. Uh, I'm a former member of uh, the Dayton Area Moped Riders, or DAM, as we were known, and I'm a current uh, member of the Moped Beach Club in Columbus. Awesome. You guys have, I will have to say, probably the most fun logo there is. Like, Dude, it, yeah. I, I it, wish I had any awesome. hand in making that. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, but every, like, we have a lot of creative people in the club, so a lot of yeah. stuff comes out like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, that, that made me, like, first time I, when I saw you guys... One of you guys did Moped Monday a while ago. That wasn't you, was it? Oh, uh, yeah, I've done one. Okay. Well, then shit. Whatever. I don't care. I'm still going to learn all about you again. I don't care. Because uh, that's what's awesome about doing these shows. Like, Graham just did Moped Monday uh, mm-hmm. this week, and I he was one of my first guests. And, like, we had totally different stories. And that's what's awesome just in life. Oh, like. You meet people and you have totally different stories, different experiences, and blah blah blah. Um, I'm getting excited about like the rally year. I see the bike you had, you're working on at building yeah, gathers really- in the background, dude. Like, yeah. and I'm such a bad moped person. I just like I want to get out of the tundra so bad that like I just yeah. show up places now and like <laughs> shit finds me. Like, <laughs> like I went to the zero swap meet and I had no plans. Yeah. Um, but I've got to go back there now. I've got to go get oh, yeah, a freaking sure. Pook ZA and a couple frames. So. Oh, man. Yeah. I haven't been up to the Zero shop yet, but I really plan to soon. You should, like in the middle of March. And then we can do that E50 yeah, deal. I'm really, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, I got a full-time job plus a part-time job and kid, I got two kids and, you know, life. So yeah, for me dude, to I get take it. a... Yeah, for me to take a day and like go do that kind of stuff, uh, it takes like planning and everything. So I'm waiting for like riding, riding weather because I want to go up there. If I'm gonna drive up to Toledo, I want to ride with them. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. we'll just bullshit a little bit. Are you planning on going to um the decons rally? I don't have any plans for rallies as of right now, unless they're in like the Ohio, Michigan area. Well, the fucking uh, Kalamazoo, dude. Decons. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I haven't really made any plans yet, and I, I don't like to get excited. <laughs> I get myself worked up for a rally, and then it always, like, something happens at the last minute, and I can't go. And, you know, so if I go, it's like a spur of the moment, like, hell yeah, let's just get in the car and go. Sounds like me and the Goatheads a few years ago. Like, I was just in a bad job I hated, and I 
had called everybody like it must be a minnesota thing because like minnesota we call when you like sick or don't want to go you call into work i've heard mm-hmm. a lot of people call it call out to work so i don't know we say we say call off okay see that's call off just from work yeah, yeah i called into work today like that's yeah. well anyways i called into work that day and i was like kind of feel sorry for myself on the couch i'm like fuck it it's a holiday weekend i'll go to yeah. i'll go to santa fe <laughs> Um, Ooh, yeah, that's a, yeah, that was a 24 hour drive like that's how crazy i can be but like the it. it's i and again this is how crazy i am like if i just need to like get away from everything i like a good four hour drive like just kind of reset the brain and i did that this past week and had to run down to iowa to see a buddy actually go mm-hmm. pick up some moped parts that was in his shop for over a year and yeah, yeah it was good to see him get to relax and I don't know. The seeing some windshield every once in a while does me a lot of good. I've I've driven for a living since I was <sighs> seventeen. So okay. when I when I do drives like that, it's it really depends on what I'm driving. Mm-hmm. Like if it's and, and it's for some reason you know I have a 2012 Chrysler minivan, whatever, and it's fine. It's all working. But I also have a rusty Volvo, and I enjoy driving that rusty Volvo that's bumping and squeaking the whole time than that the thing the I, van. Yeah. I kind of have the similar, uh, ex- similar thing. I got like a O2 Forester, and then I've got mm-hmm. like a 2012 uh, Volkswagen CC. It's like it's it's basically a fancy Jetta, but like okay. the the nice the the Subaru gives you a, a sense of excitement because you don't mm-hmm. know if you're actually gonna make it there or not. Right, 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 yeah. right. <laughs> but What's right, that say about mopeds, right? Why, hey, we, why do we like mopeds so much? Yeah, yeah, you just you just never know. I was just talking to Dylan from the Moped Brothers. Like they're having a rally out in Michigan. And I I I want to go there. Like I know Brian from the Zeros is giving lending his hand in that, and like they're get they're raffling off a derby, and oh, yeah. that's how you it, get them. Yeah, yeah. Like I I'm I'm ninety nine percent positive they're raffling off a derby. Don't you can quote me on that shit. It, and Dylan and everybody can be mad if I just gave it away, but like. I think they actually have two raffle bikes. So like I was giving Dylan a hard time today that like, he goes, but we're having two. He goes, are you coming Jim? I'm like, I don't know. I want to, he goes, we're having two raffle bikes. I go, but didn't you, I go, you guys, you have a good reputation for building bikes, but didn't you break down in Nashville? And like (laughs) Dylan's a a fun one just to give a hard time because he's such a nice guy and so just good person that like he'll, He'll clam up a little bit and be like, no, dude, you're my friend. You're my buddy. I'm just fucking with you. I can tell you, I don't think I've ever been to a bad Michigan rally. No. You know? And that, I've been there the most out of all the states. And you uh, know, I, even when bad weather, there's always something fun to do. Interesting people. You know, it's. It's a great. Anything I've done in Ohio and I've only done one thing in Michigan. Like it's the people. The people may, and that's, that goes back to my five guys in a bar theory. Like you can go to the shittiest bar ever. And like, if you have five of your buds, it's going to be fun. Like, right. That's yeah. yeah. But no, I want to get up. I did a meet in the middle thing with KMR and the zeros a few years ago. And I want a raffle bike. And we went, we went rode mopeds around the Irish Hills around the racetrack around Michigan international speedway. Oh, and, Dude, it was so awesome and beautiful. The roads mm-hmm. were ter- like condition wise were oh, yeah. terrible. <laughs> terrible. But like yeah. 
it was awesome. Like we we rode by the sheep farm, and these little sheep's were like running by us. And then like I was <laughs> I was sweeping for Reno uh, a zero because he had no headlights and like exhaust <laughs> falling off. And man, yeah. That's, yeah, you just described a rally pretty pretty well. <laughs> But uh, let's get let's get going into your story there, Mike. Uh, here on second chance, uh, uh, here on second chance moped podcast, we go do people's moped journey. I eat the very first time they ever saw a moped. Uh, you know, middle parts or smile ride middle part was like today. So, my good guy, why don't you tell me what's your very first memory of a moped? Not necessarily getting on, but you can conceptually know that was a moped. Right on. Sorry, tried to keep me on track. I have ADHD and I hate talking about myself, so. If I uh, get sidetracked, just slap Dude, me Dude, I lo- um, see that I have ADD as well. So, like, I, I've been talking about myself for 20 years, believe it or not, because, like, in stuff I do outside of the mopeds and stuff, I have to go and tell my story. And, like, so being trying to be mm-hmm. that entertaining person to keep people engaged, like, I've been doing this for fucking 20 years, just not on a podcast. So, like, I'll try to reel you back in if it's too. But, dude, I love those weird tangents. So, whatever. Oh, man, I got 100. You know, I've been uh, – I can't remember the year. I want to say it's either 2009 or early 2010. Um, every year my family would go to Michigan. It's uh, Coldwater, Michigan, the lake chain there from Marble to Coldwater. Awesome. And – um. Yeah, and one year uh, I had just gotten into motorcycles with my friends. Uh, we all had this like shared garage where we were working on my friend Brian's '65 uh, Buick, or you know, making out girls in the T, the Model T in the back of the garage, and just being a hooligans. We were into motorcycles, and uh, we were just you know doing dumb shit. But my friends were coming with me to this family. Uh, outing to Michigan. So they're like, bring your motorcycle, bring your motorcycle. So uh, they didn't want to ride any of theirs. They wanted me to bring mine. <laughs> so they rode it all the way up there and had a great time. And it broke down when we got there. It was a Suzuki 650. Okay. Sorry, this, this is going somewhere. This is going somewhere. No. Um, so, uh, so I spent half the week vacation fixing it. And then they rode it home and had a great time. Because I had uh, my son uh, was very new at the time. So I drove. Um and uh the oh it might have been before he was born but anyway uh so they rode it home and then parked at my buddy's garage so i went over to my buddy's garage went to leave with it and as i was pulling out of the driveway and this is the first time i had even had a chance to ride it since i bought it yeah. and um i jump on it and the the, the second i give it the, the beans in first gear to try to get the front wheel off the ground the transmission just turned to spaghetti Oh, uh, it like shot out the bottom and it was just done. So I was like, well, that's a sign. And literally an, an hour later, as I was sitting there, just pondering my life, <laughs> uh, my buddy pulls in and he's like, Hey, I uh, just got this on a trade. And it was a, a blue Tomos top tank Targa. Okay. Uh, just an A35. It was actually the 92 year where CDI's changed. Okay. And uh, yeah, so there's a lot of like a weird changeover stuff. So he got this really nice blue to- Tomos and then, the four of us that were there were like, well, we all need one of those for sure. Mm-hmm. And this was almost early days Craigslist, I think. Yeah. Um, where you really could get $25 mopeds and Ohio is just crazy that way. Yeah. Yeah. Like you guys, everybody says Ohio, like you trip over them. Like, I think that's Midwest, dude. You get away from like Chicago, you get mm-hmm. into rural Wisconsin, like rural Minnesota, Iowa. 
dude well they're still hundred dollar bikes are still very common right and i can actually tell you why uh ohio specifically had so many mopeds uh about have you ever heard of prior mopeds like the trikes prior trikes no i like haven't p-r-y-e-r uh-uh prior Oh, it's a big, it's real big in the Midwest. They're they're these three wheeled trikes, and they got a oh, real heavy duty. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, they've got a heavy real like. So one day, um, one of our members actually met, and his name's Richard Pryor, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but he met him okay, and talked right. to him, and we got a whole bunch of information about like how it was selling mopeds and all this stuff, and it was interesting to listen to, and just talking to people over the years. Like I bought mopeds from old people who had RV dealerships back in the day. And they just had a couple of mopeds still stashed from when they were selling them. Awesome. Uh, and uh, so, like, Ohio is just like. Sorry, I'm trying to remember all the facts straight. That's straight. Um, so back in the day, you could have any sort of business and sell mopeds. There was very mm-hmm. little, like, legal shit you had to go for go through. Mm-hmm. Um, any RV dealership would sell mopeds because it was one thing they could be like, oh, buy this uh, RV, you'd get a moped. And there was a yeah. big dealership that's still here in Dayton um, that like sometimes they'll let that they were the kind of dealership that would sell those um, Suzuki 50s, you know, the little yep. night hawk looking tiny 50cc RV 50 maybe or R yep. something. Um, so you didn't need a lot to become a moped dealer. Literally Tomos would call you and be like, Hey, do you want to sell our mopeds? And, uh, <laughs> and so Edmund, uh, bikes were always real big around here. Um, mm-hmm. Ohio has like a lot, there's a lot of flat, but there's also a lot of good bicycle riding. And, uh, it's like, cause, uh, like the, uh, Wright brothers, their original bike shop is in Dayton. It's still there. Oh, wow. Uh, so like bikes were huge. So there was a big place called Whitman's, uh, bicycle shop or Whitman's bikes. They were near downtown Dayton. And then there was handy bikes in Columbus and, yep. uh, handy bikes would, would like throw rallies and shit. Um, but like, uh, Whitman sold mostly bikes. And at one point in like 1970, like eight, 79, 80, they were selling more mopeds than they were doing anything with bicycles. Oh, wow. So like, yeah. And, uh, I met one of the, um, family members of that, of the Whitman's family who told me all this stuff. And it was because I was bought, they posted, Oh, I found this old box of moped parts, 10 bucks or whatever on yeah. Craigslist back in the day. And it turned out to be like a box of new old stock kickstands and uh, <laughs> magne- magnetos for unknown sax 504s or whatever. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know anything at the time. So I was just giving that stuff away most of the time. Uh, but to get back, yeah, sorry, but yeah, that's why mopeds are just so everywhere in Ohio. They were super easy to sell. They didn't. Mm-hmm. There was no like registering them back then. You could, but nobody cared. The cops didn't care, and they were so cheap and just so accessible, like everywhere. And there I know, dude. Everywhere. Like same with Minnesota. Like I know three to four bike shops that sold mopeds. I know, like there's there's a big dealer in New Orleans, Minnesota for Pook. There's a big dealer for um Peugeot's I want to say for in uh a call in St. Ol- where St. Ol's College is like I mean yeah it's the Midwest was that's again that's why we can still find re- deals on bikes mm-hmm. versus like out west and, you know, it, seems, was- it seems like it's more sparse and a lot of those guys are getting bikes from us and st- you guys mm-hmm. 
And you know what we've had a lot of in the Midwest, or maybe just local to Columbus and uh, Dayton and maybe even Toledo and Cleveland is uh, we had a lot of Sears and Roebuck. Oh yeah. Like there was a lot of Sears. So we had a lot of the Crow mags and the, um, you know, the, uh, the Murray uh, Murray yep. was also made in Ohio. Okay. I didn't know that. It's a, it's a lawnmower thing. It's a lawnmower um, company. Uh, I, it's funny. I worked for a year at a lawnmower dealership recently and I got this hustler shirt and nice. um, I would work on Murray and uh, some other kind of like old two stroke Italian names, Benelli, like two stroke engines and all kinds awesome. of old, really old shit from like the fifties. And it was all Sears and um, a lot of weird Benelli, like stuff like Benelli, you know, E-L-L-I, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. No, dude, that's but, fucking uh, rad. Especially like getting to touch that. I, I still love the old two strokes. I mean, obviously I would do a podcast about them. Um, <laughs> yeah. I still, it just, it's all relative as long as you don't listen like for me as long as i don't listen to hype like it's all relative um so you talked about blowing up that uh suzuki 650 your buddy rolls in with that tomos uh what was your first bike you ended up buying then so i jumped online the first thing i bought was well technically i bought a honda hobbit i sent my friend to get it and he's like dude i need this so i gave it to him (laughs) Because I got that's... it for like forty five dollars or something. It was a, <laughs> it ended up being a PA. It ended up being a PA fifty one, but it was dead ass clean. I still have one of the side covers of it somewhere. Nice. But uh, I bought, but he, I never saw it. But then I went and bought a Batavis um Starflight, just a red Batavis Starflight. The carb mm-hmm. was held on with like PVC tubing and whatever, but it would do like twenty. Yeah. And it was you know Batavis. They're smooth. I loved it, but um, almost immediately I bought a top tank general v1 general okay a five-star general from my friend michael uh who was a moped guy we saw we met up with just because they were riding this way as we were riding this way and we're like hey there's a moped (laughs) person and we chased them down and and then uh some of the the, like that group of friends they're still friends now 12 13 years later dude that's so awesome uh, like i do that every once in a while like team rando like there's mm -hmm. a kid rolling around um with a magnum like just top tank red top tank yeah. magnum and like i've seen him twice yeah. and like i actually pulled him over one time like i probably freaked him out i won't lie but like i was like yeah. hey dude you gotta move in that's awesome gotta move in. like dude and like my buddy lee and myself and there's one other person i forget who it was we were at uh his in-laws lake place we rolled through Stillwater, and i'm always looking like to see the garages and the garage sales. And I saw a freaking, uh, I think it, I saw a poop sitting in somebody's garage, like in somebody's driveway. And I fucking turned mm-hmm. around like bullshit with the guy. Like, yeah, dude, I'm that way to this day. My girlfriend makes fun of me. Cause I'll drive when I see a moped at a sale or something or just for sale. Uh-huh. Um, I'll be like, Oh God, there's a moped. I pull over and, and she's like, where? I don't even see it. And it's like, I see the top of a moped mirror sticking out of a tarp yep. or something, you know? See, and, and uh, that, for me, like dude, that came the... from my buddy's old man. Like my dad passed away when I was 12 and my buddy's old man was a collector. We'll say like he loved old cars still does, but like he'd always tell us like fall time. You gotta be looking in people's groves. You gotta be looking. So like whenever I'm driving, I'm like, that's total learned behavior. I'm looking mm-hmm. to see if and I'm, see if there's anything i can buy yeah oh for sure yeah yeah i uh and back in the days of craigslist it was always so sketchy too you know so like the first 
uh, you know, two bikes I bought and then I ended up with four and then five and then, you know, how it goes. Yeah. Um, but early on, uh, so like that general, uh, it was so nice. It was fresh, but it was a, it was a 20 mile an hour general. It's got mm-hmm. that top end cylinder with the, um, the multiple fin, the more fins. So, and I didn't know that at the time. I just, cause everyone's like, oh no, V1s are great. You just throw a pipe on them, do like 35. They're awesome. But I could never get it to do more than 22 on that cylinder. Okay. I got, you know, and I did the noob stuff. I got the high comp head, the low bars and the cut defenders. And, uh, I got the Minarelli EV pipe, like the original EV pipe you'd buy on eBay. Okay. And then, uh, I thought it was hot shit, but it only do 23. Like, it would get there pretty <laughs> fine, but yeah. it would only do 23 or 22. And I was so frustrated. And then I uh, like there was an uh, so it was like uh, shoot there was like a sale on on treats or whatever and I bought the first Polini kit of my life and uh, the first of many <laughs> and um, I put the Polini kit on there and I didn't do very good you know I didn't know what I was doing this I didn't work on cars a whole lot I only was on I had like a two years of working on cars before that okay and it was real just not specific stuff so I was learning with mopeds. And uh, so I got this bike together. I thought it was hot shit. And then um, right about that time was there was like the first ride of damn ever happened. It was the guy who started it, uh, Andrew Buck Michael, a guy named Wes, uh, me, Jake Miller, and maybe one other person. Uh, but we all rode up to a monument up here in Dayton or in back or whatever. And it was like January. And Ohio is weird where it'll have like, a random 70 degree day in january yeah yeah and and it just teases you so it was one of those days and i was just wearing a jacket no helmet glasses and a hat (laughs) and uh, i rode the whole ride and i was like taking it super easy i don't think we went more than 30 because i think the rest of them were on stock bikes and my friend jake was on that blue tomos so uh i was riding back by myself i got a little too i was just too stoked you know it was my first group ride Mm-hmm. and it just went amazing and the bike performed great even when i kind of went up hills and stuff i was just i was just on yeah. cloud nine yeah dude and uh so I'm, I'm like a quarter of a mile from my house and i was like you know what i'm gonna give it full throttle just once and i just gotta feel it yeah and uh so i'm giving it full throttle and uh i don't know what happened but i think something happened in the front wheel locked up right as i hit <gasps> about 50 and uh, so, like, my front wheel, like, did this and then locked, and then it turned completely sideways, Ooh. and it, like, catapulted me, you know? Yeah. So I had my first moped wreck. I, I, I flew, like, 20 feet or so, and then I hit the ground, and I shattered my collarbone or whatever. Oof, that's rough. Yeah, so, so I had, like, a reputation right away with the moped club that was brewing that I, uh, huh. like, wreck mopeds. <laughs> hey, dude. From a man who's been in a few crashes, <laughs> um, <laughs> dude, I'll quote the Macho Man Randy Savage on this one: "If you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much space." <laughs> dude, that's what I felt like back then too. I was just so stoked. You know how you are when you first get into mopeds; you're just so mm-hmm. stoked for it. There's just dude, nothing else you want to do. Like you want to hang out with these cool people and ride these quirky little bikes that are so much fun. I just want to ride like that's that's my thing still to this day like and I'm I'm no I'm still like four or five years in I still feel extremely new especially with like this year coming in is like my first real year of doing rallies like I had like a year or so but like 
my bikes weren't really running right. Like I really mm-hmm. didn't know what I was doing. I was still like, you know, the, still recovering. Everybody's got to go through that. Yeah, yeah I was still I was still recovering from my major accident. So like I was still dealing with that. But like, dude, now I mean I'm excited and I finally get to have that experience where like I have to choose. It's not like oh, there's one this month, there's one next month. Like I have to make my decisions. I have to base my vacation and like my budget around what rallies I want to go to this summer, which is really makes oh, yeah. me happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm spending a lot of my what would usually be rally or riding time taking the family camping. I'm really into the Dude, idea. That's awesome. Of, yeah, I'm really into the idea of building my own camper, and I've watched a million. You know, it's that deep hole on YouTube you fall into while you're oh, trying yeah. to go to sleep. And I want to build um, just a tiny sleeping camper that I can pull behind my old shitty Volvo, you know, <laughs> right um, on. And because I have a spot just 20 minutes away where it's real remote, but also close, you know, you're still 20 minutes from Walmart. Yeah. Um, and it's just a real safe place. And I just really want to get more into like camping and stuff. Right on, um, dude. Yeah. Something. Yeah. No, no. And of that's... course, and of course, moped camping is like on my list of thing things to do this summer. It might end up being motorcycle camping, but um, hey, dude. Yeah, I want to do something. Rock and roll. Like, yeah, and I'm <laughs> I'm just thinking that just made me I'm so lucky with the partner I have for Baker's Dozen cuz he has a toy hauler. So we don't have to do tents or anything. Like, he's got the front yeah. part, I just have the shitty bunk that folds out. And like, I always tell That's him like I mean, Colby, man. I don't care. It's got a 2-inch freaking like foam like mattress pad. I don't have to put a tent up at night. I'll ride all day and work on the bike and crawl into bed and go do it again every day. It's cool, dude. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the days where I'd roll into a rally, you know, raw, not knowing Mm -hmm. where I was going to sleep and just sometimes sleeping on the ground outside somebody's porch or, (laughs) you know, like just ending up in the back of somebody's truck. You don't know, or I've got it. I've got it now with my Subaru or not my Subaru, but my Volkswagen, I actually fold down the rear seats and I have uh, an air mattress. I bought it at Bass Pro Shop in Toledo, Ohio, with uh, Sarah Scouten, actually. And I just put that. I just put that in there, fill it up about halfway, and I just go to sleep and like shut the doors Perfect. and everything's quiet. And yeah, dude, it's rad. But um, you talk about crashing. How long did it take you to recover from that, dude? Because like. Well, um, I got really lucky. Like, all, like I said, all I was wearing was a winter jacket and a hat like this, and yeah. uh, I didn't, I didn't hit my head at all. I landed on my back, my back so hard that I broke my collarbone. And so I was like, oh, yeah, it was, yeah. It was, I hit hard. So I was like winded and whatever, and I didn't know, but it was like sticking out, not like out of my skin, but it was like sticking out. Yeah. And uh, I just sort of rolled off the road, and somebody called nine one one or whatever. Um, but. The thing with collarbone breaks, and mine was shattered. There was 17 breaks for him. <sighs> Jesus Christ, dude. But, yeah, I so, broke my collarbone as a youth, and I still feel it. Um, yeah, and my uh, the, the ER doctors told me I was fine, gave me a sling, and said it will heal, and sent me home. So I didn't get any help <sighs> for a week. You know, like a week after, I, I slept on my uh, my nephew's little like car's bed because it's the only thing I could get in and out of. Oh, but, Jesus. Uh, but the thing about the collarbone uh, injuries, when you – when you get them fixed like that, you feel better relatively quickly. Uh-huh. Like the well, incision hurt more than anything. Like, yeah, I would, it's the uh, softest bone. Later. It's one of the softest bones in the body, is what I was told when I broke mine. So it makes sense. Yeah. So malleable versus a femur. 
Um, yeah, well, now one of mine is like half titanium or whatever. So nice, dude. <laughs> but, but, uh, do but, you um, do you fly much? Uh, if I, I used to a lot, like when I was younger, like teenage, mm-hmm. early twenties, but I haven't in years. Well, I was just wondering, does it if it sets it off? Because like I go through uh, TSA a lot, and like it seems like every other one, like some are more sensitive to it than the others. I just tell them right now left leg and they're like oh it won't show it does every time it's like the same three things on it i can see that goes off um but you recover from your accident now did you fix that bike or did you already have another bike to run or so while i was yeah so while i was down for that couple that whole month you know of recovering it was and i was right back at it i uh i'm trying to remember man so long ago was your family um, giving you shit about getting back on a bike right away? Oh yeah. Oh, everyone made fun of me. I got right back on them. Uh, I was really fine a week later, but um, I think like two months later, uh, we had gotten to the point where our um captive, like we had officially become a group, and uh, Andrew Buck Michael was our uh, captain, mm-hmm. and uh, he was actually moving from Dayton to Columbus, so he was actually leaving. We had to like go through a vote and we decided we went to all my friend, my buddy's basement and we all decided like who's going to be capped and whatever. Um, but when he was leaving, he was having a ride and this was maybe five weeks after my surgery, maybe four. Uh-huh. And uh, I was on another general. I just bought another general for a hundred bucks from somebody else. Nice. I love, I love and, the uh, deals. Yeah. Oh, and it's, yeah, I could go on and on and on. Um, so that ride, we went to the Dayton Motorcycle Club because we were kind of scouting areas for a possible rally spot because mm-hmm. um, we were all, at that point, um, just super, like I said, stoked on mopeds. We, our group was super healthy. We were all friends, and we all got along, and mopeds were fun. And um, So like we, we were scouting places for rally locations, and uh, so we went to the Dayton Motorcycle Club, which is uh, used to be a little like harder than it is now and now it's more official and there's less gang stuff and whatever but um they have a dirt track for motocross in the back awesome so i was like on this general and i had it i kept it all completely stock i just painted it mm-hmm. and uh it, it just it was like you know sometimes you'll get an italian moped and it just feels real solid like the seals really held up and the, they feel like real sturdier compared to like tomos forks <laughs> But uh, I was just feeling it, you know, and I was feeling good. It was warm day. It was June or something. And uh, I went on the motocross track backwards. And uh, they were egg- they were egging me on, and I was just being silly. And uh, so I-, I went backwards. I got up to, like, 20-so miles an hour, not realizing I was going, like, backwards on the track. And oh. at the end of most motocross track is the one last big, yeah. you know, like, big jump. So when I got in the air, I was, like, 20 feet off the ground. Oh, yeah, so I ditched the bike and I like grabbed myself like this because I was thinking, oh, collarbone and face. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I hit right here. Uh, <laughs> so I had my second moped wreck like two weeks or uh, two less than two months later. Oh, geez, um, that's awesome. And thankfully, those were my only ones. Like the, yeah. the rest of them were like me goofing around or, you know, I'll be going 10 miles an hour and a front brake locks up or, you know, like I've never, I, I ride very carefully and that's probably why. Yeah. But, but uh, that wreck was a little worse. I broke almost all my ribs. Like, br- broke, bruised, or fractured almost all my ribs. Oh, like, Jesus, dude. It. That's terrible. If you look on MA, uh, my um, profile picture has always been the 
me laying on the ground with the EMTs on the track with me. Oh. <laughs> I, I always just thought it was funny because right after that, I was right back on mopeds. I I, I was on Craigslist again, yeah. and I found a Gorelli uh, SS. I'm sorry, SS XL. Sorry, it's hard to say. Yeah, um, the top the top tank Gorelli. It was it was pretty nice. It was just kind of spray painted red, and uh, I found it for thirty bucks. So I was like, oh, oh sweet. Yeah. I, I, w- I went with my um, my broken hand and all my broken ribs and my like 92 or 95 Chevy Cavalier. I shoved a Gorelli SXXL in my trunk. Dude, those trunks were actually kind of spacious. I don't, I don't oh, care what people well. say. I, I bet there's a picture of it somewhere. <laughs> um, but it was like my first like from the wild grab, you know. And, yeah. uh, and when you see a, those bikes in the pictures, they look so much bigger than they are. And then you mm-hmm. get them and I'm like, you know, six foot on a good day, you know, 200, 200 pounds at that, at that point. Um, so when I sat on it, it felt a little weird, you know? So yeah. I was like, Oh, I knew I don't like this moped. I'm going to get another moped. And I just started a, just started a problem, just buying and selling mopeds. Um, not a problem. I keep telling people this, like, but I was, uh, I was talking to somebody. It can become one. It can oh, become dude. a real, real addiction. Like, no, Oh, Oh, trust me. I have like, and the worst is, when you buy mopeds, because you've kind of forgot you had that a moped, like I bought a stock Hobbit last fall for a hundred bucks. I'm like, I need a good stock Hobbit. Look at my right hand. There's a right, fucking yeah, yeah. stock Hobbit right there. Like, what the right. hell, Jim? This is like, something I fight with all. I fight with myself all the time. Like, I do not need more mopeds, but. Man, that's two AMF Roadmasters for two hundred bucks. I can't pass that up. You know, yeah, that's like, the thing about it. Like it's now for me, it's about the rare bike, cheap. Like I, after that Hobbit, I was like, I'm not buying any more fucking bikes. Well, <laughs> then a Mondial popped up for two hundred bucks in Wisconsin, and I'm like, yeah, fuck, I gotta go get it. Like, right. <laughs> like, like I, I try to uh, like my thing and it's been I've, I've it's been this way since uh the the shop closed that we had uh in dayton um like i don't ever spend you know i don't have really have a lot of expend you know like expendable income you know mm-hmm. so if i want to buy moped stuff i have to sell a moped or fix a moped because uh at this point i'm the only person still out like you know offering to help newbies fix stuff in dayton like there's nobody that's awesome uh, good for, so no, good for you yeah yeah and i i help a lot of like teenage it's, it's always teenage it's, we're big on college town we're big on uh moped laws are real lax here you don't need titles you know it's one of the easier states to get registered so you can get your moped license at 14 so awesome. a lot, i get a lot of like uh people in my little i live just outside of dayton by the, the air force base and i get a lot of people who just want a bike for their kid to get to and from f- football practice you know mm-hmm. And then I've got people, I'm just, I'm like an exactly an hour from Columbus or less maybe. And I'm 30, 20 minutes from Dayton. So like, I get a lot of people from Columbus too, coming out to like grab mopeds for me because they're a little cheaper out here in the sticks, you know, compared yeah. to Columbus, which is the bigger, the bigger, bigger city. Um, so like, you know, and I'm selling bikes that I've actually gone through. I'm not just some dude on the marketplace who says, oh yeah, I cleaned the car, but I did all this. Like I've actually replaced all the seals and yeah. put new clutches in it. Like, um, and I, I, I try not to sell bikes for much more than, you know, $700 more to these days, but, um, your time's just, worth something. That's what like, yeah. That's, and I never that's, make the, ba- to, that's yeah. the battle I always have. Like with that motivation, I kind of talked about, like, 
I will not, even though like the person who's buying it from me has a lot of money, like I don't dare charge them for my labor. Cause like, dude, you don't want to know how many weekends I spent taking shit apart, cleaning shit up, repacking. It's, and I haven't right. even, and I'll, and I'll tell them right away. I haven't gone through the motor. The motor runs, but mm-hmm. like I have a, I, cause he, my boss, you know, talked about how like he'd take them apart and poured them himself when he lived in the South of France and stuff like that. I'm like, cool. He's going to do all that. I'm going to give him the, I bought the I bought the kit, the gasket kit and the seal kit. I'm gonna be like, when you go to do that, here's your stuff. Like I'm just gonna hand them that and like, yeah. But yeah. I I'm always up front with people. Like I'm not taking the motor apart because that's five more hours minimum. You know and what you I'm know, saying? Like, yeah, and you know, no matter how nice a bike I sell them, even a thousand dollar moped, and I've built those before. I just did a Hobbit for a friend that was more than that, and yeah. uh. The problem is, is you're still giving them a moped, no matter yeah. how nice it is. Yeah, I could put the metric kit and the, the variator and all the MLM everything on this bike. It still might break down in two miles, you know. Yeah, and uh, so I and it's hard for me to you know invest much more than that. Like I like to make sure the bike will do you know start and run safely, and then once I sell it to them, you know I try to help anybody who needs to come back and you know get stuff fixed. I'll help them fix it. I won't fix it for them, but. Yeah. Um, cause I can, you know, I came from a day and, uh, we could totally get back to my story. Um, I came from, you know, a, a, most of the moped wrenching I did, there was always somebody there to talk to about mopeds. It was always in a shop. We had a shop mm-hmm. for a really long time for relatively. And, um, so there was always somebody there to talk about mopeds or there was 20 other ones over here to go look at for reference, you know? <laughs> um, so, you know, nowadays I'm out here when I'm out here wrenching, especially on something I intend to sell so I can buy more moped parts to fix more mopeds, you know? <laughs> um, I, I just, I get more value out of cranking up the music, you know, make it a mess out here, yeah. you know, just wrenching until wait, it's too, way too late at night for me to wake up and go to work at 6am, you know? <laughs> I feel you um, on that, my guy. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, that that's where the value. So like when I sell bikes, if I actually try to make money on my, the time I spent out here, half the time I spent is, you know, trying to cut a cable, you know, uh, housing just the right length. So I could put a cap on it yep. and then I cut it too short and then I got to go find another one, you know, that's that's where all the time is. Actually, yeah. fixing the moped doesn't take that long at all. And I'm je- I'm personally jealous of the people like yourself, or I got a few other friends of like said like I enjoy working on mopeds. I'll be the first one to admit it. Like I know how to work on bikes, and I'm okay at it. But I fucking hate doing it. Like I just want to mm-hmm. ride. Like that's that's where like my love affection for mopeds comes into. It. Like I just want to ride. Like I work on mopeds out of necessity not out of enjoyment and like i said i'm jealous of the people who enjoy it and you know i'm that more that way in the summertime i'm ready to ride especially Mm -hmm. like at night when it's nine o'clock dead maybe august and it's still 70 degrees outside at night that's when i like to grab my stockest bike hit the most urban downtown area i can find and just rip around for hours that's like therapy (laughs) me Um, one night, um, back, it was, uh, probably eight, nine years ago. Um, me and my buddy, I had a stock Badivis city, which is Mm -hmm. the small wheel Badivis. That's real tiny looking. It's red. They're usually red or white. And they got like kind of tall handlebars. They're goofy looking. I had that thing. It did 17 miles an hour. And my buddy had a stock Tomos a three 
that did you know 30 um so uh he was just like yo you want to ride and i was like yeah sure so we left at 9 30 and i we, we rode you know at 18 miles an hour for like four or five hours like we were out all night fucking around we rode up on uh we rode up on you know like the the downtown places where you can't even walk like we were riding over bridges and shit <laughs> we had uh, and every once in a while i'll message him and he'll message me and be like hey you remember that night like we rode mopeds for hours on end yeah like our asses hurt but we had so much we just didn't want to go home yeah dude but like uh so like i get just as much satisfaction from riding that i do as working on them especially when i work well i should say only when i work on him and it, it's successful <laughs> when yeah. it's when it's when you fail over and over to learn the lesson, you know, that's the, that's when I'm like, fuck it. I just want to ride. Yeah. So that's why I like to keep one stock really good running moped. I can't be wrenching on something in the heat and not be able to take something around the block, you know? So I've usually got right right now. I have a really nice stock purple, purple Batavis that my son rides. And uh, that thing is just so smooth and quiet. It's bone stock does like 28 or something. No, it does like 24 or 25. Um, the speedo says it's doing 28 um but uh and it's you know it's just relaxing especially yeah. i wrote it today like i wrote it before we did this to so i could like get my anxiety under control dude that makes me i okay two things there fuck you for getting a ride today i'm super jealous uh <laughs> super jealous we've got snowmageddon coming to minneapolis st paul right Man. now like supposed to get like 18 inches or some shit like that it's just like Man. this winter needs to be done but like you bring up such a great point and i think i will drag this 83 hobbit out of the basement finally once i no i won't oh, because i got hobbit. Oh. dude stock i've got hobbits are just i've got to i gotta finish i gotta get working on my baker's dozen bike like i checked my frame make sure that was square i checked all the welds over make sure those were fine but like now i gotta start building motor i gotta build a motor and get that going which one are you here. building uh i'm gonna reuse uh I did it last year, so I'll just use that same bike. Um, I I I did a Hobbit with a metric kit. I'm gonna do water cool okay. this year though. Uh, okay, I just built one of those like a uh, year and a half ago. I went through the whole water cooled phase. I'm just doing. I don't want to do it, but like, I feel if you get it set up right, it kind of you you get it. There's a lot of power, especially when you get it all variated right, and you, you can't be afraid of those high RPMs. Oh no, that dude. was my like, my I, problem, you know. My metric at Hobbit will do 60 consistently. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I mean, uh, it's just like a smoother, it's, it runs a little quieter because, you know, there's a water jacket. So, like, you know, it's like, it's, I don't know. I, I really liked it. But when I got done with my Hobbit and I had, um, I had gotten a, a whole lot of, you know, um, discounts from rallies and I got all the Hobbit stuff. I got the MLM subframe and the mm-hmm. variator thing and the, I did it front to back, Streetmates uh, front end with, uh, um stock 17 uh hobbit and rear uh, yeah so anyway i had that thing i finally got it done it was doing 60 you know i only had it i had it was going pretty slow for i was having timing issues with my hpi it was you know it wasn't timed right the marks weren't lined up no they never are that's yeah, yeah. so um so once i finally got it timed and i had it ripping like it was supposed to i was just kind of over it because i looked at it and i'm like there's three thousand dollars worth of shit you know on this <laughs> moped that could get 40 mopeds running here you know so the idea of expensive mopeds is not for me you know well, i like the, cur- the, the rusty stuff even this thing is just a little too nice for me the curse of the fast bike is they suck to ride with your friends 
like that that's the like i don't i don't like to bring out a fast bike on group rides because then like you're a quarter throttle and it just falling all over itself all the time it sucks it sucks like everybody's heard about toby uh jake kane's super fast homos he doesn't bring it out on group rights for a reason because it sucks to ride yeah <laughs> yeah like sure it's cool like when he brought it down to nationals everybody got to see how fast it was and that was rad as fuck but like he doesn't yeah. bring it on group rides for a reason like he'd rather he would rather ride his stock tomos honestly yeah Oh yeah. Oh man. I can't tell you how many rallies I go to and I, we always bring the extra stock Tomo or, you know, Tomos with a bi turbo just in case our cool bikes don't work. <laughs> well, and, and I'll admit like Tomos is probably the Tomos target top tanks, probably one of the best stock mopeds there are like, I agree. Yeah. And if you can get one, that's, um, that's what we have the most of here is Tomos. Tomos are everywhere. I have a shelf full of parts next to me. It's all Tomos and a garage over here full of Tomos parts. And, uh, you know, I'm building one. Uh, I just rolled it outside. Um, but there are so much. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Tomos. Uh, there's so many Tomoses. Yeah. Yeah. I, there, Tomos is, is crazy here. Tomos was the the one place that. Uh, all those bike shops would sell Tomos and they were pretty cheap too. And even back then, nobody would title them or register them or anything. Uh, most people would just put a bicycle tag on it or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so th- we have so many Tomos. I've rebuilt more Tomos engines that I could count. Like I, <laughs> I, I used to do one a day for a while when we had the big shop and uh, okay. um for like a summer. It just felt like I was doing one or two every other day. That's just hilarious. people bringing them in to me and, and everybody was like, Oh, Mike knows how to do a Tomos. He's got all the tools. Somebody throw me 50 bucks, you know, and bring me their shit and I'd show him how to do it or whatever. Dude, that's um, awesome. Yeah. The, uh, so like Tomos, I don't want to say it's like my specialty, but I know more than I should about well, Tomos. You know, it seems like at least kind of what I've noticed with uh, a good, with bike builders, everybody has their niche. Like, I'm not saying I'm a bike builder, but like, I fucking know Hondas. I mean, I know yeah. Hondas. Like, you know Thomas. Like, that's why. Like this year, I'm kind of excited because like, I kind of want to build a fast Chow. I kind of want to get going on. E50s. Everybody goes through the Chow phase. Everybody does, dude. They're but so all, lightweight. The Chow people, I think, secretly are pissed or jealous or envious or something at me because like, I fell in to two square post chows like the, the oh, desire yeah. like everybody wants them i'm like huh they just kind of find me and like i had one guy yeah. like fuck you henry like and yeah. you know back in the day uh when we had when i was first in a moped shop with um my buddy jay um i was buying and selling mopeds like crazy just to pay the rent at the shop or to buy more moped parts you know um and i would come across really rare shit not realize what it was sell it to a buddy for real cheap and then see later it's like oh you sold an ltd sebring to somebody for 300 dollars, or you know <laughs> like um i've let a few i've let a few uh, old poops go and stuff like that but um not thinking back of like all the weird and cool stuff like i let my first chow was a square post chow yeah. and it was um so i built it on my living i had a little apartment with no garage and i built it on my dining room table and uh it's a square post and it was so i put like a 
Well, it was like a it was a single speed, and I didn't really mm-hmm. know about variated even at all. So, um, I was I just got the pulley or whatever. But for some reason, on the stock cylinder with a pipe, if you let it accelerate, and nobody would believe me until they rode it. Like, um, if it didn't accelerate hard, it accelerated like a stock moped. But once you got to thirty, it would just sort of creep up to thirty-five, and then forty, and then like forty-five. Oh, it would shit, just dude. go, and it would just sound like a little typewriter underneath you, you know. Um, <laughs> And then I sold uh, I sold it to a guy who immediately kitted it and blew it up. I'm oh, pretty sure. Just man. one of those situations. I don't even. I should have kept like the cylinder, asking for the stock cylinder back. But it was like a. Th- yeah, I don't know. It was like one of those weird moped. Like you just count it just right, it would keep going really, really fast. You know, you hear about those bikes, and I and I. I tend to believe certain people, and I believe you with that. Like I think Dave from uh, the Decons was talking about. He goes, I honestly saw a 50 mile an hour stock book. Like he mm-hmm. goes, nobody, he goes, it was just, everything came together right at the factory that day. It was stock and like everything, there's nothing special about it. And like, nobody believed it. They had it at their shop and like, they just did like a rebuild, you know, you know, clean the piston up, put a new head gasket on. And like, everybody couldn't believe this fucking stock E50 just right. did 50. There was this kid named Jordan who was, uh, I don't even know if he was ever a full member, um, but he was a, a prospect for a long time. Um, he had this here, you know what a hero majestic is? Uh-uh. I... Uh, anchor. You ever heard of an anchor? No. So they were sold at, they were sold in Columbus at handy bikes and, uh, they were an Indian copy of, um, uh, they're kind of like sort of like Peugeot's, but there, okay. a lot of them have subframes. There's no aftermarket support. They're all just qual. The quality is sort of garbage across the I board. I think I've seen Chad Burke might have some. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They they were sold in a lot of like they were sold at handy bikes. That's why they're so prevalent here. Like they're everywhere, and uh, I I wouldn't even buy them for fifty bucks from people, but I would still get them offered to me for twenty bucks because nobody wanted them. <laughs> um, and some people really do ride them stock, and I've got a more appreciation for that kind of stuff. Like if you just leave them stock, they do run pretty good. But this kid named Jordan, um, he swore, and he had a he had a big personality, so we didn't know if we all believed him. But he's like, I swear to God, this hero does fifty miles an hour the way it sits, and we're like, you're full of shit. Like that's just <laughs> impossible. You know, we gave him so much crap. Uh, we made fun of him for weeks about it, and then he brought it to the first damn rally, and sure as fuck, it did fifty miles an hour. <laughs> it, it had a it had a loose pipe, um, some weird like. It might have had a like a lawnmower carb on it of some sort, like a cheap Chinese that looks like a Bing, but it wasn't yeah. a Bing. Um, and that fucking thing would just go 50 miles an hour. It wasn't like <laughs> very strong or anything. But um, come to find out, and I think this is why there, um, some of that stuff came over with two and three horsepower cylinders. Uh huh. Like uh, Solo, do you know Solo? Yeah, Solo bikes. Yeah, yeah. yeah Solo so America goes out of Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, right. So a lot of those stock engines are like three or four horsepower or something like that. Um, and Treats sell, like, was selling the engines for 50 bucks for a while. and uh, Or maybe not 50, but it, really cheap. They were, so my buddy has a couple of them. Um, but like, yeah, there's That's some Solex of America. Here. I'm sorry, not Solo. But like, yeah, they gave away a Solo bike at the Zero Swap Meet. Like, they're like, somebody just like, get rid of it. I want it fucking out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a buddy who's devoted to getting his uh, running. He has like, his does uh, about 35 stock and it's got a bunch of broken spokes, but um, 
he just he just swears by it. His wife loves writing it. It's just super cushy. Uh, but Seven the Lizzie, Lizzie will Lizzie will lace that up. Lizzie's wheel service at uh, Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. We we have a, well. Uh, Dayton is real. Like I said, real big on bicycles. So there's a lot uh, of bicycle shops go. around here. A little old heads too. Um, I just haven't. I I had one wheel trude. The guy was like, "Oh yeah, sure. Give me twenty bucks. Can you walk next door and get me a Mountain Dew?" And then he <laughs> trued my wheel for me. And uh, and then and I've also brought in uh, wheels that I had disassembled and I brought them in and they were like, I don't even want to fucking touch those. Like get it yeah. out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you really yeah. got to, there's so many places to go. A lot of places are, and with mopeds being so popular, I think there's one in Kettering where I was born uh, in Dayton. Um, there's a place there that will, will true a moped wheel for you for like 20 bucks. Dude, that's awesome. Like, and I'm just like shitty self-taught. I'll just put it either on the Hobbit subframe and put like a screwdriver mm-hmm. and what do that trick and just, yeah. Just till the I'm tight. terrible at it. Oh yeah. man, I'm terrible at it. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying I'm good. I can get it to go and I'll actually I think the last time I chewed one up, like speaking of Lizzie, I sent her a video I go, Lizzie, how's this look? Good enough, Jim. And so like I got the Lizzie's stamp of approval there. As long uh, as you don't feel it, you're fine. <laughs> exactly. And well, the reason why I was checking it was for my baker's bike. So like I wanted to oh, make everything yeah. smooth and it really will that. wear out your wheel bearings and stuff. Yeah, it is actually something I that's why I kind of like throwing Tomos mags on everything because <laughs> yeah. uh, you don't have to worry about that. And when they break, you just throw another one. Like I said, here, <laughs> they're every I've got a, a tub, a five gallon tub full of Tomos rims. Like, that's hilarious. no bearing, just bare rims back there. I thought about bringing them to build and gather and just offering it to powder coat them for, <laughs> or for people to powder coat. Just, hey, just powder coat these all, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you I, actually I gave me them. an idea. At build and gather with your headlight you did i'm gonna yeah. because it came yeah. out so cool i'm like yeah, yeah that um i'm gonna take a pair of hobbit mags i bought from andy's uh thompson at build and gather i'm gonna oh, actually yeah. i'm gonna clean up the surfaces really nice i'm gonna have those powder coated like nickel like or copper so they look like drag wheels you know like super light oh, okay. racing drag wheels like yeah and i want to throw that on that 83 like that heat treated aluminum. Yeah, shit where it's like kind of a gold look to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. I like that. that. Yeah. Hobbit Max alone are cool. Did you get any of the uh, the ones they started selling on treats yet? I haven't. Um, I right before COVID, I was deal. I was like talking to a bunch of people in the uh, Camino groups, and mm-hmm. like I landed like three sets, like oh. relatively cheap. Man. So like. It was really a weird deal because I went to Tampa. Like, I bought it from this guy, and then, like, he goes, I sent them out. I'm like, hmm, they're not anywhere in the system anywhere. So I I kind of halfway thinking I got ripped off. And then I was sleeping in my car at Tampa for the Tampa rally. And all of a sudden, like, the tracker, uh, I think I was fed. All of a sudden, like, I'm getting these email. Your package has arrived at U.S. Customs, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? Like, all of a sudden... <laughs> Like and I got home like a day later. I had like two sets of Hobbit ma- Camino mags. Oh. So did you have the brake plates too? Yep. Oh yeah. Oh, I know man. they're worthless without it. And like, yep. Josh. Yeah, yeah. Like and but the hiccup was, uh, I don't know if it was a me issue or something. One of them was cracked, and oh, I actually, no. <laughs> I actually took a good one and sent it up to Joe Schmeidema in Michigan. Kids, a really good like. He's 
not super into mopeds like he used to be, but very good at like problem solving and like works for his dad. It's a pattern and tool and die shop. And Joe, Ooh. I go, Joe, could you make me this rear brake plate? Hundred bucks. I'm like, okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Having a, I I used to have a um, machine shop friend and uh, he moved out of state, so uh, I lost that hookup. But I used to send all my, you know, that's why I never learned how to hone a cylinder is because I never had to. I just send it with him. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Why don't you talk about like uh, your guys's first dam rally? Because like, oh man, yeah. It was a lot of fun. So our president uh, was Brandon Fairchild. Uh, his brother and all his friends were all a part of the group. They were from a town called West Milton. Um, then there was a group of us from uh, Dayton proper, Miamisburg area. Um, we had put a lot of planning into it. And uh, um, one of the things that Brandon decided was that we needed our raffle bike just had to be the best raffle bike that's ever been raffle biked ever. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's what we did. Our first bike um, was fantastic uh i don't know if you've ever seen pictures of it it's autumn ray has, has it now um okay. in michigan um but it's uh i think she does but uh it was like you know uh there's the this town there's a real deep uh car routes here you know there's a lot of old raceways and whatnot so mm-hmm. a lot of the people from north of town there um we would go out and you know uh shove or clean up a gravel pit for somebody or, you know, uh, remove something. We uh, took a bunch of branches off a field after a windstorm for somebody in trade for reupholstering this seat with their, you know, hot rod level skills. Yeah. So like everything on them, our raffle bikes, all, all of of them, um, were like thousands and thousands of dollars put into work and time and all the effort people who put them together and stuff. So uh, that was our main focus on the first rally was the raffle bike. And we, we landed the sickest spot. Um, it was on top of a mountain, literally. It was called Mountaintop BFW. Now, and, uh, I'm like going can... to pause. You're in Ohio. Come yeah. on now. Mountains? No, I'm fucking with you, dude. Like, it's, it's a small mountain. I mean, I think uh, <laughs> even uh, if you go to the west side of Ohio towards Athens, it's like all mountains out there. Oh, okay. Uh, the Lenski State I... Parks, yeah. Are you getting it near the Appalachian mountain chain or uh, whatever? Yeah. Whatever it is yeah. out there. I'm it's just, actually the flat part. Well, the flat part of Ohio is the East part, like along towards Toledo. It's all yeah. flat all the way to <laughs> Kalamazoo. Um, but yeah, our first rally, uh, the, the ride was sort of a mess. You know, it was our first rally. We did a re- really good job. I think um, uh, everybody contributed. It cost a lot of money and a lot of effort, but we got it done and everybody had a really good time. I think even, uh, Biggie from um, Moped Monday had come. He came to one of our first or second rallies. I can't remember. Right on. Um, but uh, it was just a good time. Uh, my bike didn't do too well, I think, the first rally. That's so long ago. Um, but at all the bikes that I had built, like I had uh, that the first, at the point of the first rally, I hadn't had a the uh, shop yet. So um, I had bikes all over the place in people's garages, my garage. Uh, my apartment or whatever, you know, I had mopeds everywhere. So all the bikes I built for my friends to come and ride rode great, but the one I built for myself broke. So yeah. um, that was just Dude, kind that, of the But thing. isn't that the way you would want it, though, if you'd really oh, absolutely. like? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Because well, that's, so, like, yeah. Yeah. So the uh, the first rally was really good. Um, at that point, uh, after that rally, uh, it was some of the strongest times for our group. Uh, we were more than 20 
strong at one point. Like we were a big group. We were all getting along. Any, any kind of beef we had was quickly squashed. You know, it was, it was just a healthy environment. And uh, it was like one of those situations where we would hang out every weekend. I saw the moped group more than my own family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was just, you know, working part-time being a, you know, irresponsible early twenties dude, you know? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. And, and at one point um, between there, I met a guy named Jay Montgomery and his dad. I'm, I'm so close with his dad. Uh, and we got along really well. And there's this place in Dayton called the Front Street Buildings. And basically, they would rent you space for whatever the fuck you wanted to do. Nice. Um, so like, and it was really, it's been there. It's an old paper factory that shut down in the 70s. So when they converted it to storage units, garages, art spaces, uh, there's a machine, uh, there's a big shop that makes hydraulic presses in there. There's a gym, mm-hmm. but it's in this old rickety ass concrete paper factory. Yeah. Split up into like five levels. And like uh, the first level had all the big, there's like three buildings and it was all like old history shit. You felt like you walked through it. It felt like it was haunted. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had big parking lots. It was uh, just outside of downtown. So it was safe. And I went up there and they said, oh yeah, we had, I delivered pizza one there one day. And they're like, oh yeah, we have a space for rent. And the oh the older lady who ran the office um, just loved me, um, and <laughs> she just would always like come check on me and bring me cookies and shit. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. So the lady who ran the office was like, you know what? There is somebody moving out, and I'll take you up there. So we got this space. It was about seven hundred square feet, uh, so not too bad. It was on the second floor, and to get bikes up and down, there was a freight elevator that you okay. pulled a rope to start up and down. Oh, I'm familiar um, with this type of building, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. So, uh, and it, you know, so we're up in this building. We have a really good that year. Uh, me and Jay start start like fixing mopeds for people to sort of like pay the rent there, and it was only three hundred dollars a month. Yeah. And, uh, and what like, year was this? Uh, you know, I thought before I did this, I was going to look up all the dates and write Dude, them down. Dude, don't worry, don't uh, stress about it. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Um, I want to say twenty thirteen. Okay. Yeah. Um. 2014 13 14 no 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 yeah 2012-ish yeah yeah okay so 2012 we, we get the little shop and then everybody starts coming to hang out at the shop and then uh todd belcher comes hanging out at the shop and you know he brings his welding skills and everything to the group and um one day we're there and uh wrenching and the that lady comes down and she's like hey there's a bigger unit for rent do you want to look at it and we're like we don't have any money we have like scratch to our name so she takes us down to this spot it's on the next building over. There's like a hundred yard hallway, mm-hmm. not a hundred yards, maybe a fifty yard hallway, to get to the inside door. So there's a big door for the outside. You walk fifty yards, and then there's another big sliding door that was our spot. And uh, it was thirty eight hundred square feet. Holy it shit! It had an up. It had an upstairs office and a kitchen and stairs. Um, it was like I said on the first floor. Right, you could ride in and out. You could park yeah. a car. Cars in the hallway. Um, <laughs> we could be a, we could be as loud as we wanted, as stinky as we wanted, as long as we put fans in the windows. There was heat, electric was included, and it was eight hundred dollars a month. Oh Jesus Christ, dude! For thirty-eight hundred square feet, we didn't know how good we had it, but we were. The second she showed us that spot, we're like, "We'll take it right now." Yeah, hey, I'll go sell my. I'll go sell my children. Let's go get it. Yeah, 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 but, dude. Um, like, so and so after a year of having the little shop, we got the big shop, and uh, from there, damn, just got to you know we, we 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 all started going to all the rallies together everyone was always at the shop i practically lived there yeah. um, I, where i actually slept was five minutes away 
Um, <laughs> I rode mopeds every day. I was down there fixing mopeds as uh, I kind of started my own little business, uh, just fixing them for people. And it was 90% of it was people bringing Tomos in for me to fix their clutches <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then at one point I had a buddy named Tim who was relining clutches for me. And, you know, it was just, it was just the, the best times. So we had all that space. We had parties. We fucked around every night. We were in there jamming to music that was deafening every night. Nobody yeah. cared. Um, there was just always somebody there. So for the next three years or two years, we had that shop two and a half or so. Um, when I was working on mopeds, somebody was always there to talk to about mopeds. Jay was always there. He was single for the most, most part of that. Um, we would go out and ride at night because we were so close to downtown. We could take stock bikes and creep around with no plates. Like we had the best time tuning and hanging out and learning. And um, that was really like some of the, like, those are the days I think of, you know, when I think of the, the glory days. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, it was real healthy for the group too, because everyone, you know, like if there was a problem, like we were having a problem with someone being too loud on the internet, running their mouth, you know, it's, for some reason mopeds and and adults they don't you know people don't act like adults no so um so there was a lot of drama we were able to meet at the shop you know like okay everybody at the shop now and we all everybody who could would come down to the shop we talk about things you know we'd have meetings or whatever and brandon was always our president it was uh i don't even think we, we voted maybe i don't know i don't remember but um you know it was real healthy despite what everyone on the internet wanted to say it was a really, really healthy group. We loved each yeah. other. Anybody who came to town to hang out with us always had a couch to sleep on if they didn't want to sleep at the shop, you know? Um, and, uh, and at that point, you know, I think I had, I think at one point the most mopeds I had was over 30 or 40. Dude, that's a healthy number. Yeah. Um, and that's only at one time I was buying and selling them weekly, you know, like, and, 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 and after two or three years at the shop, I was having old customers. You know, I would see it, the moped that I sold a kid a year ago. He'd drive it, get his driver's license, be like, hey, you want this moped back for a couple hundred bucks, you know? Um, so we did that to pay the rent at the shop for the most part. So, like, um, you know, it was just – I've had so many mopeds, it's hard to even remember. And it's not like trying to brag or anything. No, dude. Um, but I've always bought and sold them. It's just uh, I kind of enjoy doing it, you know, for the most part, not anymore. But uh, I really I used to enjoy the buying and selling, especially in the in the in the immediate group, getting new people on mopeds. And um, well, then we used to joke that if I had put, I should have put a brand on all the mopeds I fixed for everybody because <laughs> my name would be on most of the mopeds a day. Well, let me ask you, what happened? Uh, for you mean like damn in general? Well, damn in general in the shop, like if you don't, want, if it's still kind of raw, dude, you don't got to talk. Oh about no, it. no, no! This was like seven years ago, six years ago. Yeah. Uh, no, and it was it, no. I'm not that way anyway. Uh, no, so um, one day, and it was this is the one time the the point I can get to that says this is where it started declining. So one day we got a notice that said that they were kicking us out of the shop and that we had 30 days. Okay. But there was no the, what they said was the fire marshal came in and said it. Well, we called the fire marshal, fire marshal, and they said that they had never come out there before. So uh, what they had wanted is they wanted our, since we had so much space and they realized that because the lady who gave us that deal from the office didn't work there anymore. Uh. So um, when they realized what we were paying, I think, for that <laughs> space, they rented, uh, they cut it up into five parts and rented each part for 800 after we left. Yeah. They sold it to the glass blowers upstairs. Um, so 
like at that point, like, so when we lost the shop, we tried getting some different places, but we didn't have enough time or money to just drop on a new shop. You know, after mm -hmm. getting such a deal for a long time, we didn't have that much bank to be like, Oh yeah. Another, you know, $1,500 a month shop. We couldn't get enough people to commit to paying that much. So uh, we, we hopped around a few places and then we went back to the old, you know, everybody in their own space or whatever. And that's where everybody started drifting apart, especially after the, the some drama, you know, how it goes. There wasn't any common ground, any common space for people to come together anymore. And I think you guys don't have your center. General, yeah. And, yeah, and, and social media in general is not healthy. healthy. <laughs> at all for just an individual let alone a, in groups or uh, there's a lot of groups i'm a part of now that are a lot um more conscious of that and um and it's a lot easier nowadays now that i know what to look away from but yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah it was never like we imploded we got into a big fight everybody just started doing their own things everybody was just like yeah fuck mopeds for now and then i kept doing it uh todd opened a shop in west milton for a little bit to try to test the waters um and then he just moved on you know getting a, a job uh i think he does fabrication or plumbing or something um you know it's, it's people just moved on it wasn't really nothing ever happened okay um we and our uh and uh, brandon left facebook for a while so there was nobody to admin the facebook group uh. so um there's still pending requests from like five years ago <laughs> but uh he uh yeah he was the only admin so uh he's uh he's doing his own he's doing more four-wheeler stuff He's doing more fun stuff. It sounds like, <laughs> um, and he's he's real focusing on him. And um, so there's like there's still people around here in Dayton, um, and uh, there's enough people to start a small group, but it's hard to get momentum off anything. And you know, I'm still doing. I, I don't have enough time to captain a group or even want to start a group. So what I do is I, you know, I'm I'm friendly with all the riders I know of in Dayton, and I'll be like, hey, everybody want to ride? And then five, six, seven people show up. You know. Um, I was going to ask you, do you guys have a consistent ride night? No, there's not enough people to commit to it. And I can't commit to that um, all the time. So it's, I don't know. It's more, we want to do it. There's a lot of uh, dudes in Cincinnati now who want to ride a lot. And uh, I've set up a couple really good rides in Dayton over the summer. Um, but uh, I know a lot of really cool routes where you can hop over the highway on some walking paths and, some of the shit I like to take people on. Uh, so every year we're getting one or two new people. I uh -huh. think eventually we'll try to start a group, but for right now I'm a part of uh, Moped Beach Club in Columbus. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and uh, that is it's going so well. I don't really like need another group. Yep. Uh, yeah, Moped Beach Club is awesome. Uh, yeah, they're a bunch of silly boys. I love them. They're great people. Yeah, yeah. yeah we came. Yeah, we were there. Uh, the three of us, at least, I think, were there. Four of us were there for CBBG. Yep. But uh, yeah, uh, the group is awesome, and Columbus is is still like an hour drive if I want to throw a moped in my van and do that. It's not that big of a deal, really. Like I said, I've been driving my whole life, so yeah, driving an hour isn't that big a deal. And honestly, after a moped ride, I could use an hour to sit down for a second. You know, <laughs> I'm getting old, yeah. so but yeah, but um, yeah, but uh, Moped Beach Club is great. Uh, we're really trying hard to like put something together for a ride, big ride rally or something. Mm -hmm. um and uh sort of like breaking news for the uh, second chance moped podcast as of today we got a new shop awesome dude yeah fuck yeah dude i saw you guys i saw they lost their shop and that was kind of a bummer but yeah, yeah dude that fucking makes yeah, me happy had, uh, yeah we had gotten set it up in the garage we were it was just a garage in an alley but we had a pretty lot of space and we were liking it uh not great parking 
but we were just like stoked to have a spot. So um, that was going down there. And then uh, just one day the owner decided he was selling it. Um, you know, we looked at records and we could tell that he was making you know, a lot of money or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, however that works. And uh, so we got to looking and then uh, they're all over it up there. Uh, Nick Haber, he's uh, really into doing some scooter stuff. And uh, the moped shop is, you know, there's five, six, seven people strong wanting to pitch in for rent and, um, it's, uh, super great. And then the place we got, um, it's like, a, it's not a hangar, but like the shape of the building is a hangar, you know, it's okay. like a giant half a cylinder. Um, yep. there's like a loft and an under space and a lot of cool spot, a lot of, and it's a really good location. I'm told. So dude, I'm um, so jealous of communities that have a central shop. Like I, like I tell mm-hmm. Andy and those guys, like, I'm so jealous of what they have in Toledo. Like it's I so could- important. I couldn't work. I can tell you how I am. I would totally, if there was a community shop in like St. Paul or Minneapolis, I would totally contribute funds to that shop, but I would probably never work in that shop because like I need to kind of be by myself and my ADD ass needs to bounce off the walls while I fix stuff. Like, (laughs) but but like, Yeah, but like I would contribute to any local shop just to have that as a community thing. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, my thing is, I keep telling myself this. Uh, it's like I need to build a bike and just go leave it there, so I don't have to bring one with me. Yeah. Um, but I'm always working on stuff, and I never get out as much as I want to. But this, uh, this summer, I'm really committing to it. Like I'm gonna get to Columbus, and I'm, I'm gonna ride a lot. I'm even planning a ride, uh, long distance, kind of like awesome. mini can, like a mini baker's dozen you know you guys but, ever uh, think about do a meet in the middle at all something like that yeah we talk about that a lot but the problem is uh between here and toledo sucks so like no um, no i mean like and, you and columbus are like i'm dumb oh when yeah. it comes up. i've ridden to columbus before on mopeds and scooters okay. um it's a long long ride <laughs> and the moped even um i don't think i made it to like, just the outskirts and then i got picked up so like it was even that but um there's not a whole lot also between <coughs> columbus and dayton uh it's just the highway goes that way it's like perfectly east west oh, okay yeah the yeah. uh but there, there's interstate 40 that goes it's it's all like 40 mile an hour most for average maybe 40 50 um and that goes all the way there yeah but uh long distance i think i can only do it once <laughs> i uh like like i said lately i've just been enjoying cruising my son is 11 so he's just old enough to ride he's not legally but yeah um, he's it's been ohio riding, yeah he's been riding uh that purple badavis with me and i'll ride whatever i've got running i've got a a, a triped micro car okay uh, i've uh I looked for those for a long time. I don't know. If you, are you familiar with the micro car? Yeah, it's it's the it's kind of like, it's one of those niche things. You love yeah. them, or you just don't. I don't get them. Like I don't. Oh, they're like, just quirky. They're yeah. impossible to ride more than fifteen miles an hour. Yep. Um, so I've cheap. ridden in them. Um, like I've ridden yeah. Charlie Buzzards when he had one. It's like okay, this oh, is yeah. cool, but like this takes up way <laughs> too much space, and it's like yeah. impractical so, for everything. Right. So. um the reason I've always wanted one just because I'm into the weird stuff, you know, I don't, yeah. I'm not, you know, I don't get a hard on for a Magnum. Um, you know, yeah. I, I, I no. love them. Don't get me wrong, but I like the weird stuff. Like if I had more fun on a track with an M56 motor that does 30 miles an hour than I have on, you know, a poop that does 45. Yeah. But, um, the, uh, 
help me help me get back on track <laughs> <laughs> well you're talking about we're just talking about everything right there dude we're talking about meat in the middles right. we're talking shops yeah writing like, it yeah we're just moped we're i'm, I'm trying to allow the structure not to be off, so you know? hard yeah I was, I was afraid i was too far off on a tangent oh no dude fuck i love this shit like this is my it this especially this winter like i love and hate this podcast people because like I work, I've been working so much. This is my one time a week to really talk with people about mopeds. Like right, I'll go right. every once in a while, I'll go to the Thursday meetup and just like, I'll just listen to people. Like I don't have to talk <laughs> and I don't have to engage. I'll just eat some yeah. food and just kind of hear what other people are doing. And right. I enjoy that. Like, and that's the way I am kind of rallies. They're like, and I've always been this way myself. Like I'm either the center of the attention or I'm the fly on the wall. Like, yeah. I just, yeah. Yeah. I'm more like when I go to rallies, I, I want to, I want to see people, but I don't also want to go stand at a bar. You know what yeah. I mean? No, no. Um, I I'm, hear always that gr- I'm always with that group of people who wants to go ride a little bit while people are drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but like uh, a lot of the best rallies I've been to is like a mix of both, you know, mm-hmm. where, you know, there's something to do, which is always great. Um, but like uh, Columbus, like the bar we stopped in on the second Columbus rally was, uh, it's called, I can't remember what it's called. It's video, but it's video games, arcade games. Okay. So like that was like the best place to stop because there was stuff for everybody to do. You could sit outside and like check out your bikes and it was a shady spot. But uh, yeah, I'm down for all that. Yeah, that was one cool thing about, uh, one of the many cool things about Mosquito Fleet this past year. They um, would stop at Ball. It's just a, it's a video game bar is what it is yeah. more or less and like i got to play ivan stewart off road and that made me very happy because i hadn't played that since i was a ute and yeah. <laughs> but no dude like and i'm all about that side that side adventure at rallies like yeah. huge fan of that like that's one of the main reasons i'm gonna fly out to upjet and go to their rally and i okay. um at some point that weekend i'm just gonna go on my own side adventure and go ride mopeds through Times Square. Like I've got to do it. Yeah, yeah. I've been. I just uh, a year and a half ago went to New York for the first time, okay. and I still cannot wait to go back. But the way I saw people riding bicycles and shit in the city, even in yeah. Brooklyn, I was just like, I don't know if my if I could handle riding this close between cars and people <laughs> zooming around you and shit. It's it's a different kind of riding up there for sure. Oh yeah. And well, I don't know if like, I'd be ready for it. Um, I. I had been there a few times with my ex-wife and um, she was from Queens originally. The thing I noticed, if you want to go ride mopeds, you go ride it at like 11 o'clock to midnight. And like, mm. there's nobody out. Like it's, it's a city that never sleeps, quote unquote, but you yeah. get past one o'clock, dude. It's just like any other city. Like that sounds people, like a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah it, it gets a little quieter. We'll say, um, yeah. but you know, we'll see what happens. I, Hopefully, hopefully a few other friends can meet up with me out there. You know, dude, I'm excited. I'm excited to get out to Ohio to the Toledo's rally, dude. I love those kids. Yeah, I think if uh, they do a rally this year, I'm definitely gonna have to make it. Well, they I are doing a rally like this year. They are doing. They already did one, didn't they? Or they no, did they did their swap meet, meet, but they're doing different. a real. They're doing a rider a rally rally. I'll pull that up right now on MA because I think they're doing their rally. And then the casserolers finally um, announced their rally dates. And I'm, if I was a really prepared uh, moped podcaster person, 
not have this pulled up already, but I'm not. So you get what you pay for. Um, I am bummed out. I don't get to go ride in Kalamazoo. I would like to go to Decon's barbecue. Uh, I am going to go up to, okay, Dylan, you heard it. I'm coming to Ann Arbor. Uh, I want to go to Ann Arbor just for the nacho bar. Cause if there's not a nacho okay. bar, Dylan and the rest of the Clarks, I'm going to hold resentment. You can't name your rally nacho average moped rally. You can't. So I'm just saying that. Um, then of course I'm probably gonna I'm gonna go to Chicago for the hot and ready's. That's um, a place I've always uh, tried to go, and every time I try to go, something happens at the last minute. Oh, um, uh, well. Yeah. I, this yeah. is the retirement rally, so I might just wake up at like 5 a.m. and because yeah. it's a six-hour drive from my house to Chicago, so I just might wake up my normal work time and and yeah. go there Saturday. Um, but yeah. the zeros are having theirs September 8th through the 10th and then the next the next weekend is uh the castle rollers rally oh yeah so september might be doable for me because that's about the time my work gets uh sort of no i guess that's about time i I deliver wedding cakes so (laughs) that's that's actually about the wedding time fall yeah but uh i'm definitely gonna make the zeros i can request off of that for sure yeah yeah dude and plus like the more I go to Toledo, the more I fall in love with it. Like it was the joke for a long time, but like the more you go there, it's like, God damn, the city isn't that bad. Dude, the more people complain about a place, the better it is to visit. Everybody talks so much shit about Louisville, but that's uh-huh. like my favorite moped destination. Like for real. I and love know what? Louisville. I'm kind of annoyed with Louisville. Cause I hear all those great things about it. Fucking there's like two or three clubs there. Throw a goddamn rally people. Give me a reason to go. Like, man, that was my first rally experience. Was a whiz biz. Uh, whiskey. You hear business. that, Dewey Martin? Throw a damn rally. Quit talking about it. There you go. Um, I would definitely hit a, a Kentucky rally. I'm only an hour or so from Kentucky. Oh, nice, dude. But uh, but yeah, um, every Louisville rally I've ever been to has been fun, even when they fall apart. Uh, like they they're always there's always something cool to do, cool to see. One time we went to this like haunted old house in the middle of the night and I got a cold, but like, <laughs> you know, everybody like in Louisville is always cool. Ride down by like the Barrett bar down there. And then somebody will be like, Hey, I just saw a moped or we'll come flag you down and be like, Hey, you're on the mo- you got moped, hang out. <laughs> um, but like I, I, all the rallies I've been to have been great. Uh, mostly Michigan and Kentucky. I went to one, uh, f- I decided one, uh, I had the opportunity to go one far away rally I drove with uh, somebody named Travis to the Virginia NASCAR rally. Okay, the Black Bike yeah. Rally, Jason threw. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep. And I had a really good time. Uh, I, I let um, – there was a couple people who had broken down, and I and Kyle uh, Kyle Thompson or something – no, Kyle something uh, from Kentucky, I think. Uh, he broke down, and they were on the way to the NASCAR race, and I was like, I don't want to go to a NASCAR race. So <laughs> I gave all my loaners out to people. And I just walked to Kroger's and like uh, bought like a chicken salad sandwich and just hit the rally spot and just relaxed and listened to everybody get drunk and stupid. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, I am a NASCAR fan and I just watched NASCAR last weekend and <laughs> I've been to Jason's house and like when I, last time I was in Richmond, I forgot to th- take my GPS off of Avoid Highways and I was down oh. at Thomas and Ashley's house 
All of a sudden, next thing I know, I'm driving by Jason's house. I'm like, what the fuck? This is the most fucked up way ever. And then I go by the racetrack. <laughs> but no, Richmond's a great town. Ride and Chatters this coming weekend. I'm so bummed out I can't go. I had a Me too. Of, I want, one, of, uh, one of Moped Beach Club is going. Nick is going, I think. Awesome. And Dude, I, I, I had so bad, but... I had a secret plan with Thomas that I was going to come in. No, like, I like to, like, I like to just like show up places. That's just kind of one of my things. I just Surprise. like to, nobody knows I'm coming. Um, I had like Maddie didn't know, nobody knew except for like Thomas. I'm like, just have a bike for me. It's like, sweet. He called me, called me last weekend and I had been working so much. I forgot about it. I'm like, dude, I didn't get plane tickets. I got to pay the IRS. I can't do it. He's like, I understand brother. But like, dude, I, I'm so, uh, you guys, I wish I could have. I wish I could make that one. I really do. Like, yeah, yeah. and you know, after listening to uh, you know the, the other podcasts, because um, uh, right when he started years ago, uh, God, it's been a while now since he started. Um, uh, I used to listen to him while I delivered pizza, so mm-hmm. like I was mopeds on the brain all the time. So I was like, you know, if I'm going to one rally, I'm going to go to their rally. So I went to the NASCAR rally. Yeah, dude. But, uh, um, I really want to try to go far away again. My friend, I have a friend in Florida I need to go visit, but I don't know what's hopping down there anymore. I I don't. Well, there's that one younger kid in Melbourne trying to get a, trying to get stuff going. And I give him all the props in the world on it, Tommy. Nice mm-hmm. guy. Like I don't know him, know him, but like, you know, he threw a rally. People showed up. People rode mopeds. Like yeah. they got to go eat good pizza at a bar. Like yeah, he's down know? by Orlando, so I think yeah. that's where I'll try to hit up. But um, I have a funny story about a South Rally. Okay. <laughs> so uh, it was the last year we had the shop. Uh, we were going strong, and it was time to do the NOLA Rally, the Louisville, uh, the Louisiana Rally. Yeah, uh, yeah. The New Orleans. And I was stoked to go. Um, my sister, who had just uh, broken up with somebody, had started riding mopeds with us. So she was going to go. She started dating somebody in the moped club, which is uh, usually a no-no anyway. Um, so so they were going, the whole group, they, they had probably had a uh, big like eight-passenger bus or ten-passenger uh, van or something. And uh, we were ready to roll down to NOLA. I was stoked. It was like already paid for, ready to go. And then last minute, my job said I couldn't go. Oh, So I was like, all right. So I had built like five or six mopeds for everybody to take and like two were going to be mine one was my sister's we had a loner we had it all planned out a whole trailer full of mopeds so i had to watch them pull away with my mopeds my sister who had been riding mopeds for like a couple months got uh-huh. to go ride in this amazing rally and uh i oh, yeah. found out like four days later that i didn't actually have to like i was a temp i was at a temp agency mm-hmm. and four days later they transferred me out of that place anyway i could have went i was so mad dude i can uh, tell but- you this much get to nola it's fucking awesome there like yeah, that, that's I, what. I, and that, oh, that's what made me mad is my sister had like wouldn't shut up about it for three weeks, and I'm just like, I don't want to hear anymore about it because it's funny. All the bikes they brought back either had a broken wheel or a bent <laughs> wheel or broken shocks or bent forks because the, I guess the roads down there were really bad. Yeah, they're they're oh. terrible. But like that's yeah. what makes it, see. I don't. They know. all all of the bikes lat like yeah. ran. They all lasted the whole time. Mm-hmm. And everybody like got to ride, and it was a good time for everybody. But I didn't get to go. Like the thing about it is, like I don't drink, but I love that city. And like everybody's like, "What?" I'm like, "Dude, that city just something about it." And riding there is so technical 
because you have to be on your shit. Otherwise you're going to eat it in some little right. four foot deep craters. They call roads like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just historic, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. dude, I, I love that. Like, but and you probably can speak for yourself. Like there hasn't been a shitty town. I wouldn't road mopeds at like, I'll go huh. road mopeds in Lawrence, Kansas. It's Kansas people. And there's you know, history everywhere. There's cool yeah. architecture to see everywhere. There's cool people everywhere. Um, I mean, except I've for met... South Dakota, you're not missing anything in South Dakota now. Like, I don't think the <laughs> Badlands. I don't. I, I I rode through the Black Hills this year. Yeah. You know, nah, I'm good. <laughs> no, Black Hills <laughs> is cool. Like, but like, yeah, <laughs> I, I I haven't I haven't been digging in South Dakota lately, so I I just I just feel like I had to. Like, yeah. Um, so I guess as we kind of wrap up, um, what it sounds like you're wrenching pretty much every day. Like how many do you, are you still trying to ride every day in the summer? Like what, where are you kind of, are you at in mopeds? You talked about like uh, kind of taking a step back, trying to do more camp and stuff, but. Well, like lately, um, now it's, it's springtime. And uh, around here, I can't turn down a hundred dollar moped. You know, it's it's if it's whole and it turns over, I'll take it for a hundred dollars all day long. Yep. Uh, because I'm always I'm at this point where I've been doing it for so long, twelve or thirteen years now. Like people know me as Mike the moped guy. They've got me in their phone as like Mike the moped guy. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. fixed mopeds for people. I build mopeds for people. I barely build stuff for myself except for this purple one was for myself. But you know, I might even end up selling that. Um, just cause I've got four other two, I got two more V ones and two more pooks that I just picked up all for less than $200. And I'm trying to like, if I want to fix those, I got to sell this one, you know, I got to sell something. So, yeah. Um, but I always like my goal now is to have two bikes for myself and I have my micro car, which I do. I ride my micro car almost every sunny day because, uh, my daughter's bus stop is two streets away. And then That's there's a the park awesome. down the street. So me and my kids ride that thing all the time. What motor uh, does it, that micro car have? It is a V1 it or has it's a almost V1A. It's a, it's a it's the air cooled, not fan cooled, but the air cooled V1. And uh, and it's super weird. I've had three micro cars, and uh, I the other two are in the beach club now in Columbus. But that thing, uh, if I took the motor off and put it on a normal V1 with like a 42 rear tooth, I think, or 40 rear tooth, and it did like 38. <laughs> but when it's on that micro car with the rear sprockets that this that's this big um it does a solid like 28 7 and it's way too fast yeah um, it's terrifying on that thing dude dude i've taken it off road i took it to a motorcycle swap meet and beat the shit out of it and it, i haven't even fit I, I don't think i changed the spark plug in two years jesus um, that's beautiful do you yeah, go to that ama vintage days in ohio that's that's where i took it dude i was offering it over tree stumps and shit <sighs> Dude, it was a great I gotta find the dates. That's something I gotta hit this summer. You like do. That... If you want to see the just drunken white people, <laughs> dude, that sounds like my family reunions. What are dude, you talking about? Like the hill climbs are great. I rode a, a Raz or a modified scooter up a up the hill climb one the last time I went, and uh, it was just a blast. And I, it, what you got to do is bring something like an FA fifty without a headlight or something that you can ride around because you need a pit bike there. <laughs> it's all it's all it's a giant you know uh racetrack so yeah yeah there's a ton of shit but yeah sorry to, there's one, another change that you're trying to wrap up sorry no dude i i might even have you come on another time just bullshit mopeds it's fucking rad talking to you about all this shit mike um 
yeah, yeah I got so many moped stories. <laughs> dude, I could talk mopeds forever, but unfortunately, I'm tired as uh, people. Dude, me too. Me too. So, <laughs> um, I can't thank you enough, Mike, for coming on Second Chance Moped Podcast. Uh, I hope to hear more about the Beach Club and their shenanigans in the future. Um, don't forget, everybody, like, listen, subscribe. And, Mike, don't forget, mopeds are dumb. Oh, absolutely. All right, dude. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks, man. All right.